Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Across the UK, online and on DAB, the Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. The Big Chief with a badge, a cattle prod and a head on a stick. Dangerous mid-morning debate with the great dictator. The Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. Good morning welcome to the Independent Republic of Mike Graham right here on Talk Radio. It's another day in the theatre of the surreal as we witness the further unravelling of the political class this morning. Veteran Labour MP Margaret Hodge has not denied calling Jeremy Corbyn an anti-Semite and a racist. Uh, you may or may not believe whether she swore at him. Donald Trump says he meant to say wouldn't instead of would in his press conference with Vladimir Putin. Theresa May is threatening to call an election when even she knows she doesn't have the power to do so. And the Tory party chairman has weaseled out of a vote-pairing deal with new mum Joe Swinson MP. All in all, the Omni Shambles continues, and Daisy McAndrew is here to help me sort it out. 0344 499 uh, In recent minutes, literally minutes away, uh, Cliff Richard has won his privacy case against the BBC. We're going to go live to the High Court and speak to uh, media lawyer Mark Stevens about all of that. Uh, he's going to win big, of course, for invasion of privacy. He's probably going to get uh, some of his court costs paid. He's paid about £3.4 million out so far. Uh, something like £200,000 or so has been awarded to him for the BBC's gross invasion of his privacy. We'll also be talking uh, about the big divorce case and the big alimony case that's been going on at the Supreme Court as well. 0344 499 And we'll be asking for your earliest ever memories from when you were a child. You're listening to me, Mike Graham, and Daisy McAndrew on Talk Radio. The Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. Well, as we said, Daisy, another busy day on the news <laughs> wall. I mean, you know, me. you just don't know which way to look, really, no, do I you? Mean, everywhere you look, it is chaos. If you look, you know, at American politics, it's chaos. Yeah. You look at the you know, Tory party, we know that's been chaos weeks. Yeah. Labour party is completely imploded Yeah, we've today. just had John Woodcock have resign as well. We're going to try and get him on the show too. He says that he can't stand the anti-Semitism anymore. And his, I mean, his resignation letter is dynamite. Devastating stuff. Yeah, you know, saying that you know, Corbyn's unfit and that the party's been taken over by the hard left. So, yeah. so you know, and now the BBC and meltdown. And now the BBC are knackered and of course it will be our money that gets paid out to Sir Cliff Richard, who in many ways does deserve it. I've been on his side all the way through. Let's talk to Mark Stevens, who's down uh, at the High Court right now. It's a big uh, sort of scramble down there because there's quite a few Cliff Richard fans as well. Mark, uh, welcome to the show. Very good morning to you. Good morning. And uh, yes, it is a little noisy here, so I will speak loudly if I can. Excellent stuff. Well, I'm very glad you're on the spot for us. I'd never had any doubt really in my mind that Cliff would win this particular case because the BBC's conduct was nothing short of disgraceful, wasn't it? Well, uh, certainly that's what uh, Mr Justice Mann has said. He's given him almost a record number of damages or amount of damages, £190,000 
and for BBC nominating their story as Scoop of the Year, which incidentally it didn't win, <laughs> uh, he's given them an additional £20,000. Wow. So a total of £210,000. Now, if you set that against uh, Sir Max Mosley uh, and his award of £60,000 for the secret filming of him in... Uh, a sex den in uh, in Chelsea, um, that is an enormous uh, uplift. And so, of course, it does, I think, indicate the uh, impact uh, which the judge felt uh, the BBC's behaviour had on uh, Sir Cliff and also um, his own distaste uh, at the way in which this uh, whole matter has been uh, conducted. And Mark, um, we know that Sir Cliff spent you know, more than three million pounds, you know, on his sort of legal team. Will he get that money back as well, or does he have to pay for that himself? He's likely to get a significant part of that back. That's been adjourned to another hearing, as has the question of whether or not there should be appeal. An appeal. Um, the judgment was so long and complex. Uh, that it's only going to be put online uh, to, in order to save trees. And <laughs> I think it's going to take the lawyers a little while to pick over uh, the uh, details of it. Uh, but it does seem likely that the BBC will want to appeal this because there are some very wider uh, implications. Mm. So whilst they may have uh, invaded the privacy of this particular court, um, other judges at a higher level may take a different view on the wider incidents of public principle. So, for example, um, one of the issues that arises out of this is whether or not um, search warrants can be issued secretly by the state um, or... Uh, can people's arrests not be reported by the media? And, of course, that way lies uh, the way to, to totalitarianism. The, the, the press has always been a sort of check and balance on that. So the, the wider implications of Sir Cliff's decision, which, um, you know, I think many people will have sympathy with, are very, very serious for... Um, not only um, uh, society here, but also more publicly, because the police very often use um, and tell the media about raids that are taking place uh, in order to gather more information. And that may be incriminatory information or it may be exculpatory uh, information which comes forward. And, of course, uh, preventing the uh, or hampering the police from uh, conducting their inquiries in that way may also be a problem. And, of course, in this case, it was a secret search warrant uh, that was put forward. Uh, and the judge has uh, indeed criticised the BBC. He believes that um, the only reason that the uh, Yorkshire police gave the information to the BBC was because they threatened to go ahead and broadcast anyway. Uh, but Mark, here's the problem for me, right? The, the point surely of, of, the, of, of the violation here, if you like, is not so much that the police told the BBC anything or even uh, that the BBC were in receipt of that information, but the fact that the BBC then used the information to go and put a helicopter up and film the police actually physically raiding the property. If they hadn't done anything with that information other than to report the fact that Sir Cliff Richard's house was being uh, searched, then that, surely that would have made things a lot less bad for them. Yeah, I think that's going to be the, uh, if you like, the fulcrum point of this particular case. Because, I mean, many people remember the long-lens telephoto shots 
through the window, yeah. which we have for a long time thought were inappropriate. And also uh, the policeman who behaved disgracefully by holding a pair of Sir Cliff's underpants up to the uh, telephoto lens in the helicopter mm. in the sky. Yeah. So, uh, and of course, one has to recall that every media outlet was based with their satellite trucks at the gates of his compound uh, where he lived. And as a consequence of that, none of the others have been uh, fallen foul of, of the law in relation to yeah. this. So it does seem that uh, the judge has effectively uh, excoriated the BBC for what, he, in his opinion, really does seem to have been overstepping the mark, and, uh, uh, as you identified. Um, Mark, can I just um, get get my head around the sort of legal aspects of this and and the defence? So it seems to me there were there were two um, sort of corners of of the defence or of the prosecution, and one was whether or not um, his privacy had been invaded being a breach of the data protection act or or similar and the other one being whether there was a breach of his human rights um of article 8 of of the human rights or whether article 10 which the bbc said that they had their freedom of expression so it's sort of weighing up the bbc's freedom of expression versus sir cliff's right to privacy is that sort of right yes that's right and and basically uh, you can gather information as a news outlet. Then you have to do a balance between freedom of expression, whether there is a genuine public interest in revealing that information, which is otherwise inherently private, uh, or whether the right to privacy trumps it. And I think what the court has decided here in this very closely reasoned judgment is that there was no overriding public interest. Clearly, it was titillating and of interest to the public, but you could have reported this as other news outlets did by just saying that, um, you know, Sir Cliff House was raided um, without actually going the extra distance and actually uh, uh, having the intrusive uh, eye in the sky uh, to illustrate that as well. Um, and, and also, and also the other point, Mark, uh, uh, which you raised earlier about, you know, the police and their ability or, or their wish, uh, uh, at least, to get other information to come to them as a result of the publication of an arrest or the publication of a search. You know, that could be done without having to put a helicopter up. That could be done without the use of pictures as well. But we were living in those days in 2014, a very febrile kind of atmosphere with all this historical uh, sexual activity being accused by one person or another. And in fact, we've seen, have we not, one of the main accusers of all of these MPs that were, were, were in the dock um, turned out to be a complete fantasist. Yes, it, it does seem to be that the, the world has changed and people are looking and scrutinising the claims uh, a lot more seriously mm. and a lot more closely. Um, and I think, you know, Sir Cliff was uh, unfortunate in many ways in the sense that uh, those allegations, uh, or there was a different atmosphere at that time. And I think to some extent it's the serious nature of the allegations that go with this, which has allowed the very large um, uh, award of damages to come here because it had that very profound effect. Mm. And one thinks of, you know, MPs like Harvey Proctor, who, um, you know, had, had false accusations made against them. And uh, it, I think, you know, the judge is feeling 
there was no public interest in this. There was no charges laid at the end of the day. Uh, this wasn't the strongest of cases. And really what the press were trying to do or what the police were trying to do was to get the press to do their investigations for them. Um, and they didn't need a helicopter for that. If they had said, you know, Cliff's house has been raided, would it have been like many of those other cases where... Um, you know, they call out for people who have been, for example, um, attacked by Weinstein or allegedly attacked by Weinstein and people come forward. What they were trying to do is to get people to come forward. And it's notable that nobody has. Mm. Yeah. And Mark, I, I find it very interesting, as you um, obviously do as well, that the judge was very unimpressed by the BBC trying to you know, win an award for this you know, scoop. Of the, I'm assuming that was the Royal Television Society award that they put themselves that in they didn't for, get that they didn't get yeah. but 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 it brings the sort of wider question of the competitive nature of the bbc into question because again one of the things about that came out during the court case was that the helicopter is not the bbc's helicopter it's a right. shared helicopter mm. and when they send it up they're meant to tell itn who they share it with right. what they're doing and they deliberately didn't which right. fell foul of the contract with itn they because just they everything were wrong didn't they? It, because of, they were trying to compete with itn mm. and and again trying to compete with itn and sky and all the rest of it by trying to win that award and i just wonder whether well, I'm sure the in BBC retrospect, will... ICN are very grateful for the fact that they didn't know what was going well, on. Well, exactly. Well, they were furious at the time because, yeah. you know, they, they, they'd they had the wool pulled over their eyes. But I just wonder if the BBC will have to change and stop being so competitive. Well, I think that there is that uh, issue. But, of course, I think journalists generally are always competitive and they always want scoop. They always want the news. They want the inside track. And I think that is what we're going to see uh, in relation to this. I, I think that what it is, is that this judgment will give newsroom lawyers more strength to their elbow. Um, and when they say to or are consulted by their news editors and they say, can we put a camera mm. up in the sky? Can we video through the windows? Um, they say no, or if they find out afterwards it's been done, they say, well, you can't broadcast it yeah. because that's just a gross invasion of privacy. So I think that that's the, uh, the sort of change that will happen. It will almost be unseen, but it won't be seen on your screens because the lawyers will be saying to the editors, you just can't do that anymore. No, exactly. And are you likely to see, do you think, Mark, the police uh, in Yorkshire actually now suing the BBC for the recovery of their 400,000 that they've already paid out to Cliff Richard uh, on the basis that they will say, well, if you hadn't done what you did with the information we gave you, we wouldn't have been £400,000 uh, out of pocket. Well, I mean, the, 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 the judge has said, you know, when you look at all of these things, that South Yorkshire police uh, ought to pay 35% and the BBC should pay 65%. Um, and the... Uh, the element of that is uh, is really around the fact that um, the judge did take on board and believe the evidence put forward by Sir Cliff's side that um, the BBC uh, had threatened through one of their reporters who was criticised openly in court that um, he was going to broadcast the details of the raid in advance, which, of course, could have made the purpose of the raid um, defunct. Mm. And as a consequence of that, I mean, I think he's laid uh, the larger amount of responsibility at, uh, at, at the BBC's uh, door. Quite rightly, I think. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewellery from Blue Nile. 
From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. I mean, I think, you know, I mean, as I say, there are questions as to whether this will go to appeal, but I think that's going to be the... Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, I've worked as a journalist in Fleet Street Mark, for, for more than 25 years, and I think everyone in Fleet Street who's ever been involved in any kind of investigation could see that they'd overstepped the mark, that nobody in their right mind would do anything the way that they did it. So I don't think there's any journalistic uh, defence whatsoever for what the BBC did in this instance. And also, I don't really think that it will prevent investigations in the future because it was so outlandishly done um, that, that nobody else really, I don't think, would have ever wanted to do it like that again. Yeah, I, I think that's right. And I, th- I think that, that we have already seen uh, changes in behaviours um, uh, that, are, that have, have taken place in newsrooms yeah. uh, up and down the country. As you know, I advise them. Uh, I would just say that Sir Cliff is, is, is now exiting the building um, with Gloria Honeyford and other uh, friends and supporters, uh, and he's surrounded by uh, a phalanx of cameras on four sides. Oh, sorry, three sides. And, and Mark, uh, Mark, do you uh, know if he's made any comment yet? He's just doing that now. He's just about to do that, so we'll take that as and when we can. Listen, Mark, really appreciate your yeah. time. Thank you very much indeed. Mark Stevens, media lawyer there, uh, telling us how much of a big, big decision this has been, not just for uh, the BBC, but for the defamation business, because a far Absolutely. bigger, bigger uh, manoeuvre than, than, than anything as uh, before. The BBC grudgingly reports that a substantial sum be paid to Cliff Richard. The inept heads of the BBC should pay this and then be fined and sacked. And I think there may well, well be heads they, that they, roll they there. May well be. And, of course, the the, the journalist who got the original tip off from the police, who who was clearly out of his depth with such a big story, you know, he wasn't. I think th- that's part he, of the he, problem. He hadn't done a story yeah. of that size before. He was right. a North of England reporter. He obviously had good contacts with the police. Got handed this massive story and ran with it without proper guidance. And I, I know, and I've worked for the two main bosses um, who were in the dock over this um, over this story. You know, and they're they're both very nice people. You know, I've got on with them very well. But I think. They both had relatively new jobs at the time. One had come from ITN and was was sort of trying to make his name at the BBC. He had just been got a very good job, been at ITN for many, many years when uh-huh. I worked for him. The other one had come, Fran Unsworth had come up from the sort of politics side. She was, when I presented the Daily Politics a million years ago, which yeah. is just, she was my boss then. Mm. And again, 
she was a bit more of a manager than you know a, a big. That's sort of the problem. I mean, news thinker. judgment is a very hard thing to do and a very difficult yeah. job to manage. And you can't and, and just you... be some kind of you know administrator and make those kinds of decisions. Exactly. So I think one half of the management team was desperate to make a splash yeah. because he was relatively new yeah. to the BBC and wanted to make a name for uh-huh. himself. The reporter, I think, was out of his depth, and the other side of the management was just a bit too hands off. And they all got carried away. I mean, every, and they got you get the away. sense that every yeah. single uh, you know reporter in the field of TV journalism now wants to carry, yeah. cover the O.J. Simpson car j- chase, you know, and that's what they think they're doing. What would you like to tell us, Stan? Well, I was just, I was just wondering, like, uh, you know, the divorce rates, women initiate the divorce rates more than men. It's because it's like a golden ticket. They win. Whatever they do, they win. Is that that's true, like... though? Do women institute divorce proceedings more than, or instigate, I should say, more than men? Yep. Do they? Yep, because I'm looking at an article in the Telegraph. Uh-huh. I've also gone onto the ONS. Right. Yeah, obviously you know what that is. And it says that women start divorce rates seventy two percent more than men. Oh, okay. Well that's interesting, isn't it? Certainly it seems seems generally speaking that, that an awful lot of men are paying an awful lot more money to women than the other way around. Oh yeah, that's because like in the olden days, uh, men used to go out and work, didn't they? And women used to stay at home looking after children. But times have changed since then, haven't they? You've got the third wave feminazis saying, oh, women can work, go out, work, we don't need men, we can get do it all. Well, that means it needs to change. Divorce needs to change. Well, I think Divorce. if you get divorced from a woman who's got more money than you have, you probably get more money from her. Have you been through it yourself, Stan? Well, it de- depends if you earn less. If the man well, earns I mean. less than a woman, she'll get more. But it, it doesn't work like that. So the rules of divorce and the penalties need to change. It needs to update with modern society. Sure, but it also depends as well on uh, whether there are children involved and if the children are involved and whoever the parent is that looks after the children tends to get more of the money, right? Well, again, it depends, doesn't it? Well, it does depend. I mean, have you got an example for me, Stan? Well, I'm just looking at the MRAs. Yeah, you know MRAs, are, don't you? MRAs? No. No, what's an MRA? Uh, Men's rights activists. Men what? Men's rights activists. Oh, I don't know what they are. What are they? Is that what you are? Well, I'm sort of. I'm, I find what they do interesting. And um, and you, you look at some of these MRA sites, like Justice for Men and Boys. Uh-huh. Um, Who runs it? What is, is the MRA an organisation then? Well, no, it's just sort of like... Because um, you've only got women's rights. That's just like a whole thing. And you've got different organisations. Yeah, but there's no kind of women's rights organisation, is there? That would be a WRA, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not a woman, so I'm not, I don't know. I think Stan's probably anyway. doing another general feminist move towards oh, equality, which is ah. it doesn't sound like he's all in favour of. No. no but have, have, are you divorced, Stan? No, and just I, as of as I can say, are you married? On, um, no, I never want to get married because so you're never going to get married. No, of how unfair the system is and the penalties you will suffer because you're a man. Ah. And you've never like been I in love, it, Stan. Once again, well, that's all that is. Did you have your she, heart broken, Stan? No, she proved to me the type of person she was. She hated being told the word no. No. I, well, I can you know, imagine that being you know, told she's the obviously, word no she's might obviously be tricky. hurt you, Stan. I'm sorry to hear that. Let's talk to Mike, who's in York. Thanks for ringing. Mike, very good morning to you. You want to talk about Cliff Richard? I do, yeah. First of all, congratulations to Cliff Richard. Yes. Um, Once more, the uh, bumbling broadcasting company proves itself (laughs) pathetic. (laughs) They didn't exactly uh, play a blinder on this one, did they? Well, 
to be honest, there's a lot more worrying things about this. Hmm. The policeman held up underclothes. Not knowing knowing he was being filmed. Yeah. Not knowing. I don't think he, he was suggesting, but almost singling that they'd found incriminating evidence. Yes. Yes, a bit of a wink, wink, nudge, nudge, isn't it? We've got more. Yeah. Now, to me, being a northerner, and how much the police stitches all up with our grieve and that, um, surely that policeman should be up before the courts. Well, with what charge, though? He was doing his job, unfortunately. I mean, but the, the I police mean, have been, you know, they've, they've been private I mean, they've, against they've, the police. I mean, they've lots. paid out 400,000 yeah. quid to Cliff Richard already in damages. Well, that, that's all right until they come along again. Uh, we've got a, uh, if you like, they've got an history of uh, going right back to uh, putting somebody in prison for, what, 20 years for something they never did. Well, I mean, if you wanted to hold up an organisation for not really doing terribly well at what they do or what they're supposed to do, I think the South Yorkshire police would be up there, wouldn't they? Blimey, they'd be at the top of the list, I think. But the other thing is, Mike, I mean, you said right away that you could feel that this was wrong. Of course. So how much of my £150 and everybody else's £150 licence fee is pay, paying these jokers well, to actually do the job? Well, and, indeed, and, and, and how much of it will be put towards an appeal, because they're talking about looking into appealing this, apparently, which would cost even more money to lawyers, uh, which is our money. Well, bear in mind what you said. Why don't you apply for the job and say you'll do it for 200000 a year? Which job? Well, Director-General. Uh, any job, really. No, nah, it's not enough money. <laughs> <laughs> and plus, you know, too it's not much, enough work. Too much grief. It's not enough work to do if you're a BBC Director-General. You don't have to do anything. You just sit there, go to a lot of dinners and, you know, entertain a few people. There's a lot of it. work in finding new jobs for people you've supposedly sacked. Yes, indeed, who, absolutely. Like, need to find a nice absolutely. new non-existent Mike, job. Mike, listen, I appreciate your call. What? Go on. <laughs> I'm going to say, I think it's a very hard job. They've got, with all those meals and fruit, does nobody have a butty box, though? <laughs> I'll tell you what. go to a gym and practice, you know, kind I'll of tell you what I was amazed at, right? When I was flying to America, American Airlines have got what they call live TV now, and there's a BBC World a sort of newscast that you yeah. can put on. And everyone on it, I've never seen in my life, you know, they've got an entire, um, you know, crowd of people working for this one station, which seems to provide a newscast for airlines. That's it. Oh, well, BBC World has huge audiences internationally, and the, I can happen to yeah, know... Yeah, but I've watched BBC World before. This is not BBC World. This is a different programme from BBC World, right? These are actually specifically made for the planes. Yeah, well, I was going to say, I happen to know that BBC World's presenters and reporters yeah. earn, you know, a lot of them earn, get huge earnings from corporate work because they're very, very famous out of the yeah, UK. Yeah, I bet they so are. They'll get, they get all these amazing plum jobs mm. all around the world, you know, fronting an award ceremony or whatever yeah. it might be. And you think, but I've never heard of this person no. because they're not on in the UK. They're on right. <laughs> all over That's the world abroad. It's a shocking state of affairs, Mike. Tangent, Mike. Off, off at a tangent, Mike. Off a tangent about America. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and on the economy... Uh, could somebody ask the president, if we had a sales tax in this country, would mm. it be better than VAT? Well, VAT is a sales tax. Not the same, though, is it? Why not? Well, VAT, it's 20% on everything, so it's regressive. Yeah. The poorest people pay 20%, just like the richest. Yeah, but that's the same as sales like, tax. I, I don't know. No, I well, I'm telling you, it's the same. I mean, if you pay 10% sales tax in New York City, you pay it whether you've got money or whether you haven't. OK, but... If you, buy, if you pay 20% on VAT... No, I know that. But what I'm saying is, is that the sales tax tends to go to the individual states, right? It's not a federal tax. So it can be no. different from one state to another. That's right. Mm. Now then, would that be better for this country and for the poorer people 
Well, I mean, I don't understand that. Well, how would you tax things at say, a point of sale on the basis of what money you've got in your pocket? Don't know. I don't even know how it works in America. But well, I'm telling you how it works. It works the same way as it works here. They add it on when you go and pay for something, right? Right. So you go. So yeah, if you so buy, so if you're buying, your you know, bill. if you're buying a packet of toilet roll, right, you get to the, you get to the till, and whatever it said, a dollar fifty plus, you know, ten percent sales tax, so another fifteen cents. Right. So wouldn't that be better than what we've got at the moment, VAT? But I think, uh, well, my understanding is it isn't that with VAT there are lots of, well, not lots, but there are certain exemptions. There are. Do you know like what's children's exempt? children's clothes I'll tell you what's or exempt. Do you be. know what's exempt from VAT, Mike? Well, Helicopters. So you can buy a helicopter, right? And it's you don't pay any VAT on it. And isn't it still the case that sanitary products for women are not VAT exempt? Or has that uh, changed now? Well, that's what, they, that's what they're trying to yeah, change, aren't the they? campaign, which yeah. is outrageous. Mm. But I'm not quite sure how we got onto that. that I don't think it matters really, to be honest. I think you should put put VAT on everything, and then everybody can pay the same, and everybody's happy. Why should one product be cheaper just because it's sold to women only? Well, the only the only difference I, I can see that really affects me the most is if I've earned up to eighty thousand in the VAT by February, right? I stop I stop working. I won't work over that because why should I? Then I don't understand I what you're saying. What do you mean if you've earned over over VAT? Well, if you earn over eighty thousand, right, you, not only do you have to start doing your oh, you mean you have to you have else. to be VAT registered? Yes, I thought it was sixty three thousand. So, Has it gone up to eighty? Does it? It's eighty. All but, right, but it's hang on a minute. It's turnover. It is not earnings. It's yeah, turnover. Yeah, yeah. So by February, loads of people I know now just pack in. Really? Yeah. Oh, no well, wonder the Northern life. Powerhouse is useless. Then you all stop working at a certain point of the year. Well, if you stop. Ta- <laughs> and spending our money down there. That's not there, me taxing you. you might get a re- response. Listen, we make all the money down here, Mike. Don't you forget it. Across the UK, online and on DAB, the independent republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. So if you enjoyed that, be sure to catch the whole show 10 to 1, Monday to Friday on Talk Radio, via DAB, online or via the Talk Radio app. If you have an opinion on the stories we cover, we'd love to hear from you. Call us 0344 499 1000 or tweet at Talk Radio during the show to have your say. The Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.